0: Good morning, everyone. I just wanna pray, thank you, Lord, that we're able to all come together, even if it's in this way, over the airwaves, Lord. Lord, we ask this morning that you would open our eyes to see, open our ears to hear, and open our hearts to receive all that you have for us today, in Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, um, I'm gonna be reading from John 10, parables one to four and it's the parable of the kind shepherds um before starting that i'm going to just give you a little bit of background into the previous chapter which is where jesus heals a blind man from birth he spat in the dirt he made some mud he spread it on the blind man's eyes and told him to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. um and the man's eyes were miraculously opened the pharisees were religious men who knew the teachings of Moses, but were spiritually blind to who Jesus was. They were angry because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. In chapter 10, Jesus reveals himself as the shepherd king who laid down his life for us, the sheep. So I'm reading from John 10, verses one to four in the Passion Translation. Jesus said to the Pharisees, excuse my phone ringing, Jesus said to the Pharisees, listen to this eternal truth. The person who sneaks over the wall to enter into the sheep pen, rather than coming through the gate, reveals himself as a thief coming to steal. But the true shepherd walks right up to the gate. And because the gatekeeper knows who he is, he opens the gate to let him in. And the sheep recognize the voice of the true shepherd, for he calls his own by name and leads them out for they belong to him. So how do we follow the voice of the kind shepherd? John 14, 21 says, those who truly love me are those who obey my commands. God's word is his voice. We follow his word by listening, reading and obeying. Hearing his voice is dependent on listening for and reading knowing and understanding his word back to john 10 1. the person who sneaks over the wall to enter into the sheep pen rather than coming through the gate reveals himself as a thief coming to steal you see we cannot sneak into the kingdom of god we have to be led by and come through jesus we have to acknowledge our sin lay it down and turn away from it 1 John 1 9 says, but if we freely admit our sins, when his light uncovers them, he will be faithful to forgive us every time. Our part is to confess, admit our sins, and God's part is that he is faithful to forgive and cleanse us. So what are the things that keep us coming from God? Guilt, shame, condemnation, and sin. Our spirits are perfect but our flesh is still walking it out. So we still do things not in accordance with God's word. But when we feel guilty, we feel like we cannot approach God, so we avoid him. Then we feel guilty for not having spent time with him. Hebrews 4, 6 says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most guilt, shame, condemnation, and sin stop us from running to the very presence of God, which is the only place we can find true freedom. So even right now, whatever you're holding on to, I encourage you to lay it at Jesus' feet. If it's a sin you're struggling with, then just ask for forgiveness. If it's guilt, condemnation, or shame, just lay it down. And I just want to take a moment to just... Allow you to do that, to just lay it down and just receive. Receive whatever God has for you. And that will look different for everybody. It may look like a smile. It may look like a hug from the Father. It may just be a sense of overwhelming peace. But whatever it looks like, just lay everything down and just receive. Thank you, Lord. In John 10, verses two and three, it says, recognizing the voice, recognizing the voice of the true shepherd. But the true shepherd walks right up to the gate. And because the gatekeeper, who's God, knows who he is, he opens the gate to let him in and the sheep recognize the voice of the true shepherd, for he calls his own by name and leads them out, for they belong to him, for they are familiar with his voice. We were all born born and created in the image of God. Genesis 1.27 says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. We are naturally created to hear our creator's voice. Those who don't know or believe in God may call this voice an inner voice, a higher power, the universe, or simply your conscience. Whatever you want to call it, that is the voice of your creator, the voice of God, the voice you were born to follow. So how do we know Jesus is who he says he is? And how do we follow that voice? John 15 26 says the Holy Spirit testifies about Jesus and I will send the divine encourager from the very presence of my father he will come to you the spirit of truth emanating from the father and he will speak to you about me so it's the Holy Spirit who reveals Jesus to us so even right now father I ask that you would send the Holy Spirit to fall on hearts and minds and reveal Jesus to us in a greater measure. To those who don't know him, I ask Holy Spirit that you would reveal deeper truth to us about Jesus. To those who don't know or are coming to know Jesus and to our friends, family and children, I ask that you would remove the scales from their eyes and reveal your son to them in Jesus' name. So now that we've removed some of the hindrances to hear his voice, how do we follow the voice of God? Well, I believe it all starts in the Word of God, the Bible. John 1 1 says, In the beginning, before all time, was the Word Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. He was present originally with God. Psalm 138 2 says, I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth and faithfulness. For you have exalted above all else your name and your word, and you have magnified your word above all your name. John 1.14 says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And I love the message version, which says, The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighbourhood. The word of God is alive and active. The Bible is not just an old history book. 2 Corinthians 3, 5 and 6 in the message version tells us the plan wasn't written out of ink on paper with pages and pages of legal footnotes killing your spirit. It's written with spirit on spirit, his life on ours. So our very life should be a letter that's read by everyone just by looking at you. Christ himself wrote it, not with ink, but with God's living spirit not chiseled in stone, but carved into human lives and we publish it. John 14, 21 says, if if you love me, obey my commands. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. His word is his voice. Hearing is dependent upon the word of God. Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't speak in other ways. I personally know that he does. He can speak through other people, through dreams, through visions, through pictures. But if the word of God is not planted in our hearts and we're not familiar with the good shepherd's voice, then we won't necessarily know whose voice we're listening to. 2 Timothy 2, 25 to 26 says, Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape the devil's trap, for they have been held captive by him to do his will. John 10.10 says the thief comes only in order to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So we can see both Satan and God have a plan for our lives. But back to John 10, verse five, But they will run away from strangers and will never follow them because they know it's the voice of a stranger. As we spend time with God, worshiping, reading his word, listening, we become more and more familiar with the good shepherd's voice, enabling us to be guided and led by his spirit. In conclusion, John 10, verses 10 and 11 in the Passion. I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life to its fullness until it overflows. I am the good shepherd who lays down his life as a sacrifice for my sheep. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that you are the good shepherd. I thank you that you haven't left us alone to figure this life out for ourselves, that you have sent us your Holy Spirit and your word, which is a roadmap, a blueprint of your perfect plan for our lives. So I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would give us a hunger, a desire for your word, that you would unveil your word to us like never before, that you would give us dreams and visions of your perfect plan for our lives. To anyone who's maybe wandered away from God or to anyone who's listening that does not know Jesus as their Lord and saviour. But here's the calling of the good shepherd saying, this is the way, walk in it. I'd like to give you an opportunity to respond. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So just repeat the simple prayer. I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Forgive me of my sins and give me this abundant, overflowing life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit as I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen.